the place that we're living God's new home for us. Uh, one thing that's uh, very important in the kingdom is repentance, and which we're going to talk a little bit about today, which we've talked about last week. But one thing I was thinking about repentance, there's something about change. There's something about change that excites, okay? And um, in fact, I, I was just praying this morning, and what I want to start doing, uh, starting next Sunday, I want to start this Sunday, but I was moving a little bit slow. <laughs> no, that was me talking about, is uh, I want to open up this uh, for prayer before service from 9.30 to 10. So I'll be here from 9.30 to 10 if anybody wants to uh, pray with me. And, uh, you know, the old saying, um, you know, it's insanity to do the same thing, expect something different, right? And so change where change comes in. And I was thinking about that, you know, I was, um, I, I actually, I was just curious. And I, yesterday I went online and I looked up bio for, uh, for Wade Taylor. And it brought me to his obituary, which was quite an obituary. He's quite a man of God, very mighty, mighty, powerful man with the presence of God. And um, and then there was, and this, this was on YouTube. Was it on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, I don't know where I was. Uh, I know I must have been under, under the Internet, but anyways. Um, I saw a message on there. He was, and it was, and he got up there and kind of, gave a little history of his, how God brought him to Pinecrest. And um, talking about the Shekinah glory of God. That's, that's an amazing, a, a powerful presence of God, something that we've never seen that God wants to do. And it just really stirred in me when I heard that, about God's presence, how important he is in our life. How important he is in our life. And you know, we, a lot of times, and I'm more guilty than anybody, uh, praying, God, change. But sometimes for change, it requires change. Okay? In other words, you know, I like to see you. And I felt there was a good presence here today. Anybody feel that presence? Thank you. I got one anyways. Amen. Well, we enjoyed it. Huh? The rest of the people just hung around. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, it, uh, I enjoyed the presence of God. But change, you know, we can keep praying about it. Or we can make some changes. And I don't mean we could change us. But we can make some changes in our decisions. We didn't need a great, mighty, powerful move of God. To bring the change of let's pray a half an hour before the meeting and pray for God to move. Pray for a mighty presence of God. It just was something that, something that came to me. And I says, yeah, let's do that. That sounds excellent. Nothing like coming in and, and, and stirring up the presence of God and, and just uh, and getting ready for the meeting. But it just, so change is something that, excites in our lives and i believe that's why repentance has such a as a such a big part in the kingdom of god which repentance means a change of the mind amen um 
But one of the things I think is very important is that we, when we talk about faith, you know, we talk about believing. We talk about if we confess that we can have it. And sometimes I wonder if we're putting, trying to put more faith in our faith. Because it's really not about our faith. It's about the faith of the Lord. See, he's the one who made the promise to do something. So if he made the promise, it's all about his promise. But I mean, I could, I see myself, and I've seen myself in the past as I look back. You know what I mean? You can almost get in, in a, you, you could take confessing to the point of even like people out in the world system into positive thinking. The trouble with positive thinking, it's not a bad concept. It's always good. But you, you can't, you, you, to really see some real results, you need to see the Christ in there. And it's so important that sometimes when we're confessing about something, it's very easily we can get concentrating on our faith. See, it's all about his faith. See, our part about agreeing with him in something is is not because we're creating this per se. It's but what we're doing is when God says something, he's the one who's going to do it, but he's well, our part is just agreeing with what he says. But it's still him. And you say, well, you you know, you seem to be could be just, you know, splitting hairs there. I don't think it's splitting hairs. I think our concentration our focus needs to, need to be on the one who really does this. But it's God who's working in us both to will and to do his good pleasures in. But it's very important for us to believe in him, not believe in ourselves. But anyways, as we talk about the kingdom, living in the kingdom, we talked a little bit about that last week. We're living in a new world. If Jesus is in the house. The king is in the house. If you ask Jesus to come in, he's in the house. The king is inside of us. We're, and this is the house of God right here. This is the house of God. We say we're going to church. Well, we are the church. We're going to the church building. Well, we're the church because wherever he is, okay? In the Old Testament, there was a big focus around the temple. Everything was around the temple because the temple was where the presence of God would come. See? But today, we're the house of God. This is where God is. He's inside of us. We got the king inside of us. The king and his kingdom. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within. It's trying to get the point of us looking in here instead of looking all over the place. The kingdom of God, he said, is within us. Because the king, wherever the king is, that's where the kingdom is. Aren't you glad about that? There's a great advantage when we're operating in the kingdom and kingdom principles. There's a great advantage to our life. Jeremy and I were chatting last night, huh, Jer? We had a little devotional finally. You know, Jeremy, and once in a while we get together and he shares the word for me and tries to teach me. No, but, uh, but, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, 
if I went out and did this, if I went out and did this, God would love me, but it would hurt me. Do you understand? It would hurt me. That's why, you know, why do we obey God? Why do we obey his, what his commands are? It's for us. It's for us. Okay? You know, if I went out today and committed adultery, guess what? God still loves me. But I'm going to be in some serious trouble. <laughs> with her, with her, with him back to him, my whole family, the whole church. I mean, my life would be, man, a mess. But God loves me. And we've got to remember that. But we always got to remember, man, there's great advantage of operating in the kingdom of God. There's a great advantage of being reverent to God and being, excuse me, being reverent to God, being reverent to his Holy Spirit, learning to hear his voice, learning to hear him speaking within us. Sometimes, you know, when I was thinking about this, uh, I was thinking about this, I think, yesterday. You know, sometimes we're looking, you know, we're looking for God to, to really speak something in us. Wow, God. Wow, that was good. And, you know, because God really talks on the inside of us. But you know what? We miss him so many times when we're ready to do something. And something says, Simon says, you know what I mean? No, don't do that. See, that's the Holy Spirit talking to, to us. And don't ever, don't ever, you know, don't ever think small of that. Remember the word says, despise not the small beginnings. But, you know, when we want to hear from God or learn to hear his voice, we got to learn to hear him in some of these things that we don't think are that important. Okay? But it's a thing we're learning to hear the Holy Spirit. See, and I, I really appreciate about hearing Wade Taylor yesterday. Man, the power of God, the, the manifest presence of God. Okay? You know, he's going to be Lord if he's going to come in power like that. we got to be the ones to be flexible and slow down. I don't know if you noticed this morning, I was a little quiet in my opening prayer, and I was, I was you know, I was just trying to be today sensitive and open for the Lord. See, we want to give him opportunity. But don't, don't wait for the big thing of God. Begin to allow God to change us in the little things that he's saying. Here's a good rule, okay? All of a sudden, you're ready to do something, and then you sense something, was you know, then you want to was that God or just not me? Well, you can always say, "Well, should I do this or shouldn't I?" And that can help you in decision making and stuff. But change is important, and I know probably every one of us or most of us in here can 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 uh, agree with this: is that when a change happens in our life, it's really exciting. I don't know about you, but when God frees you from something that does something, it's exciting. It's an exciting thing. It's change. Buy a new house. Change from that building to another. That's just a, just a natural thing. There's an excitement about that. You know, I'm moving on up, you know, but there's excitement and change. 
But Jesus said, in, uh, Tony, can you put the first scripture down? Jesus said, or, or from, excuse me, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hello, the kingdom of heaven. Oh, sound like Beasley. Hello, remember Beasley? <laughs> remember Beasley? <laughs> but anyways, let me get back here. Uh, but he said, listen, Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why did he say the kingdom of heaven was at hand? Because when he came up to preach, he was a hand, right? He's right there. He's at hand. It's right here. The kingdom of heaven. So he said, look, change your mind. Change your mind. Be willing to change. You know what? Sometimes the enemy is always trying to get us to look out to the future. Somewhere. Someday. But that's not... What it is, the kingdom is now. Bible says now, faith is. God's dealing in the now. Just like people are looking for the coming of Jesus. And he's coming. And I won't say how. Because, you know. But anyways, he's coming at some point, some way, somehow. Won't get into controversy today. So we'll stand that. But the thing is, he's not just... We're looking for him to come someday, but he's the ever coming. He's always coming. Every day when we're meeting him, he's ever coming. But we're not looking for it. We don't want to get out in the future when we're dealing with the kingdom, okay? Because the kingdom is now. Remember Jesus said the kingdom, uh, did Jesus say the kingdom? No, Paul said that the kingdom is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, what's the kingdom? Paul said it right there. It's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. Amen. That's a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing. And aren't you glad? Righteousness is not our own righteousness. Remember Isaiah said, our righteousness is as filthy rags. But when Jesus came and gave his life and shed his blood, not because he felt like shedding his blood. Not because he felt like going through the excruciating pain of the cross. He didn't do that for nothing, but he shed that blood so that we would be as white as snow. We're made righteous. For he, the Bible says he, Jesus, was made sin for us. He was made sin for us. Who knew no sin? that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He took our sin. He took our wickedness. He took it to the cross, and he gave us his righteousness, and his righteousness was perfect. But the kingdom, we gave the definition before. It means, you know, this kingdom is something that we're in right now. The kingdom is not somewhere we're striving to get to, but the kingdom is something we're wanting to learn how to walk in. In a greater way. But the kingdom means to rule. The realm of. Comes from the root word for the foundation of power. Okay. When we're functioning in the kingdom. We're transitioning from knowledge to power. The kingdom is about power. What did next scripture Tony. This is what what, uh, Paul said. He says for the kingdom of God. Is not in word. 
but is in power. We can be expecting power living in the kingdom of God in every dimension of our life. He said it's not in word only, but it's in power. Remember that place that when they heard Jesus, they said, never a man spake like him. Never a man. What do you mean? You mean he talked different? Yeah, he talked different. When he spoke, he spoke with power. There was power coming from his mouth. See, Jesus functioned from the kingdom. They see these. They never seen anybody like him. They never seen anybody like that come on the face that his words were so different. It stirred up. Because Jesus spoke with power and authority. Amen. Same thing that we can do. We can speak with power and authority. A message said, a man whose words make things happen. That was about Jesus. He was a man whose words made things happen. God's words made things happen when he created the world. He said, let there be light. And light came into creation. Let us make man. Let there be. Let there be. Kept saying, let there be. And the thing kept happening because God was saying words. And God's words have power and authority could create. So when Jesus came on the face of the earth and walked in the earth, Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. He came on the earth and when he spake, he spoke as someone that was different because his words had power. His third, his words create, his words produce something. But guess what? We're in that same kingdom. We're in that same kingdom right now that we have our words have power. That's right. Don't go around calling yourself an idiot. You probably got other people doing it. You don't have to do it, okay? I know I probably do. But, you know, you got people, you know, you don't need to be calling yourself that. You know what I mean? You know, you need to be, oh, boy. When we repent, when we repent, you know, when our, when our soul, when our soul wants to beat up ourselves, when our soul wants to beat up ourselves because we messed up again. And you know, and, uh, you know, and I don't have to get into it. I told you how in my younger days, it took me three days to repent when I really messed up and I beat my, beat the tire out of myself. You know what I mean? For three days, you know, because how I messed up, how stupid I messed up and beat myself up for three days. Yeah. And then by then, I guess, I must have felt good enough that I can now get up now. I beat myself up enough. But you know what? We don't beat ourselves up. God does not want us to beat ourselves up. You know, you know, just think of me when I was a young Christian. Just think, I mess up. And right away, okay, who forgiveth all my iniquities and healeth. All my diseases. If I just could have heard that, okay? And he took all my sins and nailed them to the cross. If I could have just known that I was the righteousness of God. Even when I messed up, it didn't change me as the righteousness of God. Can you imagine my life, how it would have been easier? I would have saved myself three years of beating the tar out of myself. But repenting is... Changing your mind. Changing your mind instead of like you mess up and you want to beat yourself up. No. No, you get up and you say what God says about you. That God is love. For God 
so loved the world. They gave his only begotten son. When we recognize it is God. That's what's good about repentance. We're not repenting from good to bad. We're repenting from the bad and starting to thinking like God wants us to think. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So important what we think in our heart because what we think in our heart is what we're going to be. Means to think differently. Repent means to think differently. Change our mind. But if we want to function in the kingdom, there has to be some shifting in our thinking. God's trying to free us from ordinary thinking. We have ordinary thinking. But God's trying to shift it to the kingdom. That's what it's about. Repenting is changing the mind. Greatest, one of the greatest ways to change your mind is, is looking in the Word of God. Because that tells you what you are. tells you what God made you. And that's what, and that's what we change our mind to think like God. We want the, because the gospel will have an effect on our thinking. will have an effect on our life. Bear with me, I'm fast-forwarding. Tony, go to uh, Matthew 6.33, please. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, Jesus said that because man has a tendency to seek and get everything else done first. Get this done, get this done, get this and get focused on all this other stuff. That's, that is important stuff. But it's not important in comparison to living in the kingdom. See, the Lord says, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. The priority is put him first. You know what? We forfeit so much in our lives when we don't put him first in our life. When we don't set the kingdom first. You know, people, we can get a lot done, and then Jesus, Jesus gets left out, you know, when he's not first. I remember that in my younger days. I shared that, too, when um, I was focused on something else and not focused on God, focused on my career. I'm not going to say where, but I was focused on a career. And, you know, my focus, my, and where my focus was, my heart was there. Because where our focus is, our heart will follow. I'm going to tell you something. I got, you know, uh, how many people in this place um, really enjoy getting up and going to work? Well, just my son, of course. No, but you know what? I enjoyed getting up for work and going to work. You know why? Because that's where my heart was. But you know what happened in that me having things backwards? Jesus was in the tail end. He was in the tail end of my giving my time to him. And you see, 
I didn't do it all day. So I get up in the morning, grab my coffee, grab my cigarette. It's still smoking then. So you know it was a long time ago. Still, still smoking cigarettes back then, a long time ago. And, uh, and then I'd, I'd go to the bathroom, bring my Bible, and read a chapter. Hey, you, oh, I, I, hey look. You, I know you heard the story, but no. Well, I'm just, I'm laying it out. I'm see, I'm, I'm really trying, I'm laying out what God really got from me. You know? What God got from me. What time he got from me. You talk about seek ye last the kingdom of God. But I also, I also paid for it in my walk. My walk was not good back then because my focus was wrong. See, if we don't put him first, the kingdom, in the kingdom, he's first. That's why, uh, when, you know, Bible says, seek ye early. You know what I mean? And that's not a legalistic thing. You've got to get up in the morning and seek God. But it's a good thing when, you know, first thing in the morning, if you could spend time with God. Put him first, start the day off with him. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm sorry I got a little graphic with that, but I think, I think, uh, but I think, um, if you didn't get the point of that about seeking him first, then you'll never get it. All right. Um, in, next to uh, Tony. For one, by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Jesus Christ. It says as we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness is what produces the kingdom in our lives. And we understand we've taught on grace and righteousness. And that, you know what I mean? And I'll tell you something. We, we couldn't have talked too much about that, about the abundance of grace in our life and about the, the gift of righteousness that we are, that we, you know, that we are the righteousness of God by the gift from God. That's so, what's so vital. But it's by, by us receiving that is how we walk in the kingdom of God. But anyways, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to send you some notes. I got some more notes to send you. Um, um, I think I, I shared enough. Probably after that last story, but uh, I, I share enough. I think we got the message. That's all right. She's lived with me for eighty years, so she she knows. She don't know me by now, but anyways, um, I'll send you the notes. There's some good stuff still left in there, but I got the message I want to get across today about the kingdom, about living in the kingdom, and how important that is. Right, right, Audrey. Thank you. Amen.